Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 443 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, and I'm joined today by my co-host, the new co-host. He won't be new for long. His name's Ben Funky Askren. How you doing, Ben? Oh, I... Where's Nomad? 443, baby. Yeah, Nomad's pulling up is the no- area code right now. I, I don't need to pull up the area code. I know the area it's code. Baltimore. It's my area code. Oh here, oh, here we go. 443, seven other numbers is my phone number. Okay, wow. <laughs> so we're, we're, seven just, other numbers. we're seven numbers away. Put that information out there. We're seven numbers away from getting Nomad's phone number. I'm not going to dox myself. Wow. I've worked with him for like four or five years now. Still don't have his number. It's the craziest thing, Ben. 410 no, is the that, original. That's not true, is it? No, it's not oh. true. No. No. Okay, okay. I mean, you know, who knows? It's some some guys, uh, they only communicate now versus, uh, via, say, Instagram Messenger or Facebook Messenger. You know, they don't really like exchange numbers. Yeah, that is kind of a thing. But no, Nomad doesn't have, <laughs> Nomad didn't have Facebook either. For a long time, and then he had to have Facebook to work at Flow because you have to make posts. So he made uh, made one in a pseudonym. Yes, uh, that was his grandfather's <laughs> old his grandfather's name, which is kind of a weird name. And then people that didn't know that, like uh, Kyle's oh old God. boss Nick, would be like, "Hey, is there, is there someone named Carmelo making posts?" <laughs> It's fine. It's Nomad. He's a whole thing. And then that guy would be like, want to send Nomad an email? And he'd be like, wait, what's Nomad's real name? (laughs) Because he'd worked with him for years, but no one knew his real name. So, Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he causes all kinds of uh, He had the marketing higher-ups thinking we were getting hacked on Facebook. Yeah, they're like, dude, someone. Because remember, I don't know if you remember in like 2016, that summer, our Facebook got hacked and was posting all those horrible mm, pictures. Yes, I do so recall that. Then, no, that was right around the time Nomad came on board. Someone ha- Hacked by Carmelo. <laughs> yes. Someone wow. at Midlands, like afterwards I was talking to them and they were like getting pictures and stuff. 
they pulled up screenshots they still had from that. Oh yeah, from that hacking of our Facebook. <laughs> what? Why? Why do they have those on their phone? <laughs> yeah, I, great I question. Great question. Uh, there's, there could be reasons. It's the ten yoga poses you need to know, or something like that. <laughs> oh my god. So. Big news dropped while Ben was still here. Ben was in Austin, Texas yesterday. Now he's yeah. back. In, uh, and and part of your part of your crew withheld it from us, Christian. We're sitting on one side of the place. The other, and and we find out via social media, like they didn't have the courtesy <laughs> to walk over and say, "Hey, this gigantic, humongous news just happened." Yeah, and we're gonna kick it right to David Bray, the hider of that news. He posted the story and neglected to tell us when we sat not a hundred feet away from him. David, explain yourself. Well, I've been accused of overexposing myself recently, and so. <laughs> trying to stay a little bit more private uh we have a big office i walked all over couldn't find it oh my no gosh. it was i wanted to get it up and out as soon as possible and uh you know should have sent it but it. i, I appreciate that so the big news being anthony Cassar and kyle connell both out for the year penn state is going to pull seth neville's redshirt they're going to bump up shakur rashid to 197 and that will be their lineup at 97 in heavyweight and Really, the discussion turns immediately to, well, how does this affect the team race? Obviously, majorly. Nomad says this is the biggest injury affecting a team race in at least a decade. Uh, can you find Click, me another clickbait one? Clickbait. More clickbait. Lacking <laughs> historical context. What's a decade deal? I what, about Michael, what about Michael Kemmer last year? That was a big one. That was 20-some points. I you said they weren't, weren't going to be close. Yeah. They were yeah, not okay. in contention to win last year. Okay, fair enough. But I went back to, to mm. 2010, and I looked at actual, like, close uh, close team races, and I I could not find one. The, the closest – so 2009, um, Iowa beat Ohio State by four and a half. I couldn't get the rosters of those teams, so I, I couldn't see if there were any injuries. But at least back to 2010, this is, a, this is the first time I can remember someone losing a major national title contender – Wow. That affects the team title race. It has affected individual weights. It has affected team trophy races, but not for first place as a team. It doesn't feel like th- it doesn't feel like this can be true. I think it. I I, I, I went back, Ben. I tried to find it, and I really, really had a hard time. So the one thing I thought about was um, it only impacted like the margin of victory for Ohio State. But I I firmly believe Hunter Steber would have won one forty nine if he was yeah, healthy in twenty fifteen. That was the how to shell habit year um and he had zero elbows he was over elbows that year and maybe knees (laughs) so he did not get to wrestle or he wrestled but he was like a shell of what hunter steber had been but they won anyways uh soriano in 17 for sure could have impacted it but Mm -hmm. penn state won five titles oh but so you guys are saying well, no, but that, that's that's hindsight bias. You're looking in the rearview mirror saying this didn't this didn't affect it because they won. Yeah. But you just I guess you didn't necessarily know that going into it, right? I mean, true, with, true. I guess you kind of knew Penn State was going to win 2017, huh? Well, no, man, you have to know that's that's hindsight bias because coming into yeah. that Oklahoma State had they balled out at Big 12s. They had like yeah, that's true. They lost two matches Eight. the entire tournament. Yeah. They lost two matches yeah. at Big 12s. Mm-hmm. Um, and they ended up having a really good, a strong performance. They had eight All-Americans and a champ that year. Just Penn State would, you know, five champs. What can you do? Now that was the Colica right, so, injury. So. Colica and Schaefer. Colica injury and, and Schaefer uh, got upset. Sure. So we, we debunked it. 
right? Well, Seriano, 2017. Nick Seriano, 2017. Well, hold on. This is losing a national champion is bigger than what Nick Seriano maybe would. He was ranked two. Yeah, he was ranked. He was ranked number two. One, two. He was. I think he got. He the, was two the th- behind. Gil- he was a three seed because he defaulted out of Big Tens. Mm-hmm. But I think we had him ranked second behind Thomas Gilman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and remember another w- way that impacted the team race was Piccinini didn't get to bounce down to the bottom side mm, because yeah. they did not pull Nick Soriano until like right up till and they couldn't redraw brackets. A little, it was strategic. Yeah. Oh, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. But hey, that's that's they use the rules to their mm-hmm. advantage. I don't. I don't fault them for it. They're Mm-mm. out thinking. Now, so I will say that this he's probably right. This is the biggest injury affecting a team title race in at least a decade. He put a lot of context around that, but I think it's it's probably true. <laughs> he's learned his lesson. He's nothing if not um, um, evolving. I spent a while going back and looking through last night. He was really digging deep. Um, you know, I was thinking out like McDonough's injury in 2013. So in 2013 yeah. – Iowa was way further back than I realized. They they were way back because that was the year Gilligayev tried to jump over Tony Nelson and they could <laughs> they could have won mm. that year. Uh, Oklahoma State could have won that year, but Bobby Telford got injured super early in 2013 yep. and had to uh, default out. And then that was also the year McDonough lost in the round of 12 and he had umpteen injuries. Right, so yep. that impacted it. But they were if those guys both won, I actually don't think Iowa would have won the title even then so wow can't really use those okay ex- so hey i i wrote uh, I, I made a tweet yesterday i wrote up penn state i said it's a done deal i was national champions now you guys you uh, agree disagree why Listen, do i gotta stop you don't have to stop you i i can't physically stop you believe me uh i i would try but i i think i don't think it's over i really don't really i really don't i really don't i i mean cer- certainly it's it's edge Iowa. I'm acknowledging that, but I think there's a couple things. Here's how everyone wants to like compare the do the dual thing and go up and down. Yeah. But I look at it like a little bit differently. So I take Iowa's number one likely score versus Penn State's number one score and go down the list one through ten, and I think you'll see it's not as crazy as you might think it'll it would well, be. Well, but why ben. don't why don't you just do total points? Because I mean. I was thinking that Penn State was going to plug in Shaq or Beard anyways. Connell was not having a great season. So I kind of already accounted for those points at 97. I you know, I would say if Shaq's in, it's probably somewhere, I don't know, 10 to 15. Could it be more? Yes. Could it be less? Yes, of course. But somewhere in that middle range. Uh, Beard is not going to score that many points. And then at heavyweight, Kassar is uh, he's a 20 to 25 down to Seth Neville's going to score like three. I don't know, man. Uh, so that's one thing. One, Neville's is pretty good. He beat Yusuf Hamida last year. Okay, he's had he'll some. Win. Uh, yeah, he's been a, a a really solid guy. He's been in that room. He's had great training partners. <laughs> I I think if you're writing him off as like a, a one to two win guy, I think you're. I mean, Gannon Grimmel's right, number ten right now. Mm, um, I'm, I'm gonna look him up now. Make sure I'm not missing now, any losses. I, I do think heavyweight's deep, but it lost Kassar. Um, is he in that Hilger stencil? <laughs> that may be a re- that may be a reach. What? It's just funny to say he lost. Kas- they lost Kassar because that's like his teammate, right? So but I'm just saying, and that's when you look at the ranking. But it also gains Gable back, right? Right, Gable's in there. He will beat Seth Neville's and all these guys. But 
I think. Wow. I guess CP. I th- maybe I am underestimating Seth Nevels. I didn't realize he only lost one match last year, which was Demetrius Thomas. Who's good? Um, he's who's good. He hasn't really had a close match this year. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm I'm pretty impressed by the results. That being said, I, I don't know that even if he takes say seventh place, which I think that would be you consider that a success. Yes, he takes seventh place. How many points is that? Eight. Nine, yeah, maybe? Around that, yeah. Not a lot. But, okay, but... Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. He's got to be Jordan Wood, Tanner Orndorff, Trent, Tanner Hall, Trent Hilger. They're Ooh, good. That's tough. That's tough. It's tough. Good. It's tough. So, a couple things. Well, I don't know. Do you want to play my little game, Ben, where you kind of take <laughs> yeah, the number Yeah, okay, one... let's, let's figure it out. All right, so the number one Iowa score versus the number one Penn State score. I had that Spencer Lee versus Mark Hall. Okay. Good. Great. Edge... Edge Spencer, yep. right? Yes. But right by two or three points, maybe? Yeah, a couple. Okay. Slight edge. Number two, Alex Marinelli versus Vincenzo Joseph, which is literally the same weight. So <laughs> how do you think that's going to go? Historically, I, Bull has beaten him, but at the NCAA tournament, Vincenzo Joseph has shown up, and that's what we're talking about. So I would yes. say this is Edge Chenzo here, despite the head-to-head issue. Uh, I would say coin flipper edge Chenzo, yeah, sure. I okay. Agree. All right, next up, and th- these are approximate, right? But I sure, said yeah. Austin DeSanto versus Nick Lee. I think Nick Lee's going to win. A t- I think Nick Lee's going to win a title. I don't know if Austin do. DeSantis. I think Nick Lee's second uh, at worst. You guys so, have him ranked fourth right now. Uh, yeah, I'm FYI. not worried. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's your rankings. Well, <laughs> you have DeSanto over Kemmerer. Well, I feel like Kemmerer is a very most whoa. likely solid number two. Well, that's what I just said. I just said this could you could say Kemmerer over over DeSanto, but DeSanto literally was ranked number one this year. Fair. He has a win over the number one this year. Um, I I do think yeah, I think he's more bonus. I think he's been more tested yeah. this year. We haven't seen Kemmerer wrestle four matches. Four matches against maybe <clears throat> one. Rank Marcus guy? Coleman, rank the only guy. one, the only rank guy he's faced. Yeah. Right. This will be his first. I got DeSanto. Yeah. So you have DeSanto. You say Edge DeSanto. I say Edge Lee in that scenario. Okay. Fair enough. Um, slight. It's, it's very slight, slight right now, right? And it's very slight in the spaces where you score the most points, in the most in the Correct. places that matter the most. Okay. Mike. Now, uh, Michael Kemmer versus Shakur Rashid. I would say that's Edge Kemmer. Yeah. But yes. – but – Shakur is in a let's weaker not, weight. Let's not speculate, though. You haven't seen Shakur at this weight in two years. Okay, and we've never really seen Kimmer at 174. He's never wrestled Ooh. anyone at 174. 97 is bad. I'm looking at the ratings right now. <laughs> All right. Ooh. So it's not it. So there, there's a case. It's a slight edge for okay. Kimmer. I feel like points. Penn State's going to drop off here in a second, and I was going to keep going now. It happens, but it's not as okay. okay. We're going to keep going. Go, go, Pat Lugo versus go. Aaron Brooks. I put Brooks over RBY. Maybe that was stupid. Was that dumb? That was dumb. Go, yeah, go RBY. I flip them real quick. Yeah, yeah. Lugo versus RBY. Um, Oof. I like that you immediately realized R- that was a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would have said I RBY it. before the season, and now I'm questioning. I could also see man Lugo's right number one, and I could see him winning. I could also see him all the way down there and say seventh eighth place. That wouldn't be shocking. 
Well, that's the variance we've seen in Lugo's performances historically. We haven't seen that this, this year, year at this point. I would argue that. I've We've never seen him jump into the one through three. Like, he has never been in, the, you know, like finals, big time beating guys. He always kind of has been in the four to six range and then dropped into but, the like seven to 11 range. No, no man. Wouldn't you say the one through three that is, was really good. Isn't there this year. So yes. I mean, obviously last year, Ashnault Jordan, uh, they're not there this year. Ashnault Jordan were, were the one and two. That's, that was my thought. And Kolodzik's not there. So Kolodzik's not there. That's why that was, that was my Dude, thought. Why does it Penn state unred shirt freaking or Penn state Princeton unred shirt Kolodzik. They could have, they could have freaking a top five performance. I don't know. I don't understand. This is his second should, deferred year. That doesn't make sense. You to should me. tell them we have a plan. <laughs> no, Joe DeBeek's just gonna yell at me again. Um, they got, okay, they got, they got. Rookie's gonna place high. Glory's gonna place high. You could get Klodzik in there. You could possibly get Quincy Monday in there. D'Angelo's um, good. D'Angelo's good. I mean, Stephonic they have Stefanik and yeah. Keller or point scorer yeah. kind of dudes. No, they're good. You, you could you. They could finish fairly high, like the highest Princeton's finished in, in my memory, at least. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I guess they're thinking all those guys will be back next year, too. Okay, fair enough. So, All right, let's keep going. Penn State, Iowa. Come on. So, Lugo versus RBY. This is close, guys. I mean, in terms of like what could happen, this is, this is close. Now, yeah. I will say, Lugo, in my mind has the higher upside. I don't think RBY can win this way, and I think that Lugo can. So for that reason, I'll say Edge yeah. Lugo. But I I'll think agree. I think RBY, if he's on the right side, can make the finals. Yes. I, and I Ooh, would say, really? And I'll say this. Yeah, if he gets DeSanto in the semis, it got much significantly closer the second time around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, I'll okay. say this, Ben. Lugo has the higher ceiling, but to me, R- RBY has the lower floor. Because I could see Lugo. Yeah. Fall, 149 is really deep with 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 high caliber guys. You got Brayton Lee and Sammy Sasso. He's, he's literally lost multiple times to the eighth ranked wrestler Jared Deegan. Yes. So yes. for for that reason, it's 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 close, right? So that's our first five. Okay. So you're saying Edge Lugo, and that's fine. I think that makes sense. Then here's where it gets tougher. Cassiope versus Brooks. I feel like Cassiope is like second, third. Cassiope. Yeah, yeah. I got Cassiope for sure. And a pinner. Well, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Tony Cassiope I, I, is exactly the kind of guy that will get a pin in he'll get about the two first pins round. He can, he'll get a yep. pin when he gets sent down to the backside. Like, that's exactly the kind of guy he is. We well, think Aaron Brooks can be that side. guy. He's, he's, he's going to flex on you. He's going he's to flex on you. Maybe he doesn't make it to the backside, but he man he did. But then he's in, but then he's in the finals, and then like so then the point scoring is even higher. We think Aaron Brooks can be that guy. We just he he has three pins against I don't think a single NCAA qualifier this year. Okay. I, I, I'm not I'm not convinced he's. I think he's a big point scorer. I think he's really good. I think he's I, he's my pick to make the finals right now. But I'm I'm not putting him in there as this uh, a major bonus point scorer yet. Hold on, if he's your pick to make the finals, why is he behind Lugo then? As a point score, you know okay. what I mean? Okay, like I said. Christian no, thinks no, Iowa's going six finalists. I don't know. Lugo could. If you're saying Lugo's if you're saying Lugo's floor is eighth. Well, he's literally ranked number one right now. It felt odd to have him much I hear lower. You. I hear you, but this is your perception. Yeah, yeah. 
it was like I did it in, in two seconds. I don't think it's super important who's where, right? Um, Cassiope versus Brooks. I got, I got Cassiope over Cassiope over Brooks for sure. Yeah, I think I think Brooks with that with that weight class right there. Oof. Brooks is gonna have a hard time scoring too many points. I think. Yeah, I do. Him getting pulled makes me think they've seen some really good stuff. I think he's – I'm super high on Brooks. It may not be his year this year to place top four, but, man, it's it's a it's a conversation. I know, Yeah, I agree, but it is just such a – like, if you look seven up, that is really good yes. and really deep. It's really good, yes. But listen, really. they shake hands. Hunter Bowen and, and Aaron Brooks are wrestling right now. Hunter, uh, Trent Hiley and Aaron Brooks are wrestling right now. I, I'm not like that's the number two and three guys right now. He, he has head to heads over yeah. Trent. Like that, like <laughs> he's it's beating not, Trent Hiley. Yeah, it's not out of it. Now it wasn't folk style, freestyle. Folk style freestyle. Freestyle. It wasn't freestyle. Freestyle. But that's the that's the big thing. I mean, he right. He lost two guys who weren't that. He lost a Ryan Christensen who was ranked you know mid teens last year. Mm-hmm. He had that really close match with Ben Harvey. Um, he just hasn't been the same guy in folk style that he is in freestyle. And so until he's that guy, I'm going to withhold opinion. I mean, yeah, they, I'm sure they've seen great things, but mm. man, until he does anything at, at the folk style collegiate level, I'm going to wait. Okay. Well, you wait. Young versus Berge. This is, uh, this in perception wise, people may write off Brady. Versus Young, I think this is a one-point match. Yeah. I think this is you this got me second-guessing myself now, Christian. That's I why I did this. I think I think I came into today's show with no chance that Penn State was going to win the NCAAs, and now you're making me question myself. And you, I haven't even got to the my, my final point yet, but um, uh oh. So Uh-oh. Young versus Berge, Edge Young, but Young, yes. I I, th- I think Brady's going to have is going to be in the mix there for sure. I think Brady is a super talent. I think coming into this year, that's a pretty close match. Young finished the season strong, but Brady's at the optimal weight. We haven't seen him much because of the concussion at U23s. One time. He beat Josh Humphreys. How bad was that? 5-3. Solid win. Solid win yeah. over a solid guy. And that's – and you know what? If Caleb Young's wrestling Josh Humphreys, it's probably – if. um Berge wrestles this week, and we'll get a better feel because he ha- he'll have Barone Friday night and then Deacon Sunday. Hello. Yes. So we, That'd be nice. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, so we're going Edge Young there. Yes. Then Jacob Warner versus <clears throat> Seth Nevels. Now, Edge Warner, sure. However, yeah, Edge Warner. We, we've seen – there, there's a world where they both get seventh. Is there Ooh. not? That feels awkward. Doesn't feel right. Doesn't what, feel right. What doesn't feel right about it? <laughs> what feels so um, wrong? It's saying they're equal. Saying that, I, I don't think I don't feel as though Jacob Warner and Seth Nevels are equal, and you're saying they're equal, and that's making me feel awkward. I'm not saying they're equal. <laughs> I'm saying there's a world where they both end up in a pretty approximate situation. Jake equal Warner in an lost, equal position. He, yeah. Well, they were both I, approximately maybe like right outside blue chipper realm in high school, right? Like super high level blue chipper. Mm-hmm. I feel like Warner was a blue chipper for sure. I mean, cadet world team member. Um, yeah, I feel like Warner was definitely. Warner a blue was chipper. a bigger recruit, unquestionably. Really? 
In my mind, yeah. Nevels was a top 10 yeah. guy in his class, lost one time in high school. And has, I think, California but, pin record. But like, I felt, yeah, but it, it, if you looked at Nevels wins in high school versus Warner, Warner was beating, like, Michael Beard and, and – Yes, but, but Neville's was, Neville's wasn't facing that level of competition. He also wasn't doing fair. freestyle the same way Warner was. Yeah, it's, that's uh, when you, good, when you wrestle in point. California. That's and you don't go to Super Thirty Two or whatever. Not that going to Super Thirty Two heavyweight really means all that much normally. But ouch, was, ouch. I, they're all playing football. No, it, it is. It, yeah, it is true. It's October. I think yeah. that's what Neville's did too, right? He was playing football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so. You know, for that reason, I think Warner was a bigger recruit. Now, okay, so Edge Warner. 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 Uh, is someone keeping tally of what our score is? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how many yes. I gave Edge to who. I've got Edge. We've edges. got tallies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bracky's got the Edge report. If you're in the dock, you can see that the, the real time. Oh, my results. gosh. I, I'm an amateur. I'm, I didn't open my dock. It's okay. There we go. Buddy. Okay. It's I'm, okay. It's only uh, my second show. I will, not, I will not be new very long. Okay, I got it open. Okay, Max Murin <laughs> versus Jared for Claren. Definitely an edge Murin, but I think we're talking about. I think we could be talking about a difference in two. Good two God! Points. I opened this stock, Christian. You got about forty-seven questions on here. Yeah. Do I? Questions from friends. Oh, oh yeah, God. don't worry about that. We're, we're going to be talking until 7 p.m. about questions <laughs> from friends. We never answer them all. We just, I just put in a bunch and then. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, know, you I, guys are gonna miss lunch, <laughs> dude. I wish I missed lunch yesterday. We had the oh. worst, the worst chili ever. I wish they got Wendy's Ooh. chili. That would have been so much better. Yes, I, uh, chili. Uh, yeah. Hey, get this, Ben. So Michael Sears, a grappling guy, was like, he texted me last night. He's like, it's kind of BS. They had that horrible chili on the day Askren was here. He was like embarrassed that they served. Yeah. I was like, I was like, don't worry. Ben was Ben was napping. He missed <laughs> he missed our terrible lunch. Uh, Normally it's pretty good, ew. but every once yeah. in a while you get horrible. Cafeteria chili is better than whatever that was. On chili That's... day, the bathroom stalls become bookable rooms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, oh yeah. god. I think you're discrediting oh, wow. Mirren a little bit. Yeah, very possible. Because he has multiple good wins. He's made the quarterfinals before. He just won Midlands. And I know you could say that wasn't exactly a super star-studded Midlands field, but, like, you beat Josh Hiley. You have multiple wins over Tristan Moran, multiple wins over guys like Mikey yeah. Carr. Um, he was in the like, blood round last year. Yeah. I know. I think he's going to outscore. I think he'll outscore and I just don't, Yeah, I just don't know that we've seen yeah. that from – But uh, recl- well, but, but we totally kind of, haven't. I know. I'm, I'm just saying, like, yeah. that's how I kind of feel about how – Every single one of the things you're talking about is like, there's so many leans. Iowa, it, basically, the reason Penn State has persistently won, right, is like NCAA's is this whatever 1600 match thing, and so the more matches you have, the more it's going to tip to the, to this team. And for the first time in a long time, it's it's Iowa. There's a lot more like ifs and buts that need to happen for Penn State than Iowa. Like a lot more this yes. particular year. Yes. No yes. no disputing it, but I'm I'm just not ready to in this team race. Um. Like Ben uh, Askren, we did seven, like, seven, seven to three. It looks like it's ended. It's not ended. Uh, all right, because we've got Wilkie versus Meredith bringing it home. So Meredith's in the rankings. Uh, Mer- but two ranked guys. Really? Yeah, he yeah. snuck in at twenty-four because he rank, beat uh, he beat Kolioko. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Hey, so, can I can I tell you guys something that blows my mind? I'm sorry that I have ADHD. <laughs> Penn State. I I mean, we discussed this at length yesterday, not on the show, off the show. How I think Penn State develops guys next level. They're amazing, uh-huh. right? 
how come they can't figure out how to make someone that's 125 pounds wrestle good? It's mind blowing. <laughs> it is mind blowing. Like you guys well, are taking guys to the next planet, and you can't get a 125 pounder in there. I think what? It's, it's just one of those things. They well, I, one I theory. they would still have Soriano uh, if if Soriano didn't leave. So that was the plan. And then the, the it was all kind of well. They have Robbie Howard coming. I think that's going to work just fine. If he if he's a 25, which I think he is. Yeah, he he needs to he needs to be a twenty five. But how long is it, Christian? When, when's the last time Penn State had a consistently good one twenty five? Nico. Nico, Nico, yeah, yeah. But how many years ago is that? Twenty six. He won a title in twenty sixteen. No, it's got to be longer ago than that. It was. That's what happened, Ben. He won a title in twenty sixteen. Sure? He beat Gilman in the NCAA finals in Madison Square Garden. That was four years Nico ago. Nico feels so old. Nico feels four, so old right listen, now. Listen, yes, exactly. It was four years ago. That is a four. That's the four-year hole that Nick Suriano was supposed to occupy. Mm. Okay, mm. so I I don't know. I also do. So yes to the Suriano thing. Also, if you're talking about something that Kale is really good at, which is like identifying guys who can score points and like meet or exceed kind of where they are recruiting wise, one twenty-five is a tremendously hard weight to recruit for. And he may just be like, "Why you're saying because guys grow up? Because guys, get bigger, guys grow up because they're cutting a lot of weight because they're so they just beat the hell out of each other for years and years and years and years." And he's like, Psh, "You know what? I'm focusing on like 41 and up." Well, also, uh, come th- on, because it's easier. It's I, that's, easier. That's, that's, it's that's, like a better use of his time. That's not what's happening because this the the, the <laughs> it is that's not what happened no well, i understand the suriano thing but no, then no, no. but then why haven't they done anything since then listen you see what i'm saying they went the the iowa versus penn state battle for brody teske was insane and you know that they both sure. they both thought yeah. te- they both thought teske was a big time difference maker mm-hmm. so they they got brody teske and it hasn't worked out yet he's only a freshman right now i think and another thing that 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 makes 25 difficult is everyone saw Brody Teske oh life for 25 life for 25 then he he got big he apparently got big and it's I don't know if the the cut is easy for him or not but the, the Kale Sanderson is not listen that is like you know nothing about Kale if you think he's gonna throw his hands up at a weight and say I'm not saying I'm he's not throwing gonna, his hands but, up but he but and his actions have not even aligned with what you're doing because he worked so hard to get Brody Teske and then after he got Brody Teske he recruited on top of him by getting um, Robbie, Howard. Robbie Howard and then before that they were getting RBY and Gavin Teasdale this dude has been trying to stockpile lightweights the plan was for Teasdale to go 25 last year it's just not what happened okay all right so <laughs> sorry sorry last <laughs> thing there all those guys have. Yes, you're right. Last thing though, all those guys have outgrown 25. Yeah. Robbie Howard will maybe at best right. be one year 125. And then you can try to get a 25, and you end up all right. Well, I know this guy will make it. It's, it's Malik Heinzelman, but Malik's too small, so it's really hard to thread the needle. How there. many people are actually too small for 125, Nomad? Well, I'll say Malik is. I I think Malik. How many? Maybe Malik. I think Malik has super skills, but. Maybe Malik. We just did 2020 Big Board last oh, night. We had one single discussion Kurt about McKinnon. Who's, who's, yeah, who's Kurt McKinnon. Yeah, what about Kurt? Kurt. Kurt's too small. So it's essentially, at best, one per year. Too small. Too small. Too small. Damn. Wow. Fair point. How but come all those guys still have 25. The, but that has nothing to do with the – you. that has nothing to do with sure. your point, which was that Kale's, like, throwing his hands up and saying, I'll go 41 and up because that's preposterous. I think it is easier to repeat that. <laughs> like, that, that may be true, but that's I know, not – I know, I know. But I will concede that he has gone into it. Just He hasn't done it because it's hard. 
There you go. Um, okay. Too small. Too small. Uh, so Meredith versus Wilkie. Meredith. Now, here's the one thing. Wait, what, you, mean, you mean Wilkie. You mean Wilkie. What did I say? Meredith. Meredith versus Meredith. Meredith. Speaking of Wilkie, did <laughs> oh, you no, hear? You said Meredith. <laughs> Sorry. Did you hear what Coach Tom Brand said yesterday? What did he say? About 184. Uh-oh. It sounds like they've made their decision and they've told the guys, um, but he didn't want to say that in what? the press well, they, conference. They listed all three guys, though. Yeah, but I don't know if you heard the clip. He's like, we've talked to the guy, we've talked to all the guys, and we've got our plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, I just want to make sure we're all like good to go there. Now, is it like their plan for right now, or is it like their plan he, for the rest of the, the year? The way I took it was the rest of the year. Wow. That would be juicy. Now, how much oh, of that do you think? Be because And he said, he said, this isn't a thing where we're going to wrestle a young guy just because he's got a lot of wrestling left, or <laughs> we're going to wrestle this senior because it's his last year. We're going to wrestle the guy that we think gives us the best chance to score points. Yeah. Now, do you think hmm. some of that has to do with um, – because, like, clearly they did this for Spencer, right? They got Spencer some matches because for, – for seating purposes, right? They're, like, worried, maybe make sure he gets RPI. Do you think it's the same thing? Because they haven't wrestled a lot of matches, and now it's like, okay, we got to make a decision. Number one, for continuity purposes. Number two, because we got to make sure we get this qualifying spot and we get we get this guy the best chance possible to good seed. They, they've done the bounce back and forth thing before into Big Ten season. They did it with Gilman and Clark. Mm-hmm. Clark mm-hmm. – uh, Gilman got – Packed by Brankale, and then he never. I don't think he ever saw the lineup again. Oh he my won, god! He won Midlands that okay. year, right? Yeah. Oh, he beat Delgado. Delgado. He beat Delgado, and I think Gerard Garnett or some something like that. He ran a he ran a gauntlet to win Midlands and didn't end up starting. So that was crazy. So they've done it before, but I I think, and and I think with those two, you're not concerned about Thomas Gilman or Corey Clark qualifying for NCAA's at Big Tens. It's like. Those guys got to steal a spot, but eighty-four at Big Ten. I mean, who knows? It could be a little bit tougher for for Nelson or for for Cash or Abe if they go with Abe. So I can yeah. see. Well, why guys, they would well, say, one of the things that one eighty-four is there's gonna be less qualifying. So I mean, there's a lot of talent outside the Big Ten at one hundred eighty-four pounds. So they're not gonna have a gigantic amount of qualifying. So they're not gonna have a ten, or eleven, or twelve. I wouldn't imagine. Right. Do Are you guys we feel th- the same way? At eighty-four. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, qualifying okay. and seating there makes sense. So, so it'll be more like it'll be more like a five six, and so that's obviously more room to get bumped out. Yeah, the number the number one ranked Big Ten guy in the national rankings is number six Taylor Vens, then number nine Cash Wilkie. So Big Ten sort of, but Brooks is going to get in there. Um, yeah, Ron sure. Eagles eleven and Sebastian's thirteen. I mean, you have some good guys. But um, you could see some of these guys not getting auto qualifier spots. I think one of our, our sorry, I think one of our questions from friends was like, "Is there a scenario where Big Ten gets zero All Americans?" It seems like it could definitely happen. I probably yeah. wouldn't bet on it between Brooks, Vins, and Wilkie. I think one of them places, but yeah, it could happen. <clears throat> okay, now back to the <laughs> Penn State versus Iowa thing. One, a lot of the edges. I thought we all picked, I thought we all picked Iowa. We did, done. but you forgot the final factor. <laughs> You're forgetting the final factor, Ben. Okay, what's that? This is Penn State. It's in the margins. It's Kale Sanderson. It's what they so, do. You know, Christian, <laughs> no. you just you, – thank you, Breck. He just set himself up for that, and he didn't close it. That's what they <laughs> this do. This is Penn State. This is what we do. So, here's two. there's two things you can maybe count on. Maybe. One – 
Iowa is towards the absolute top of where they can achieve from a rankings perspective right now. Mm-hmm. There's not much yeah. room for growth for them. So you could you could hypothesize some regression back down, albeit slight. Yeah. And you could also hypothesize on the other side, Penn State is going to be getting more out of their guys than we've been seeing because historically that is literally what happens, right? So yeah. a slight movement up for Penn State, slight movement down for Iowa is an additional factor that I don't think you guys are cons- is being considered enough strongly. Factor that in with the fact that, yeah, it was 7-3. However, we were very close on many of those, right? Many of those. But I and- think we were close to going the other way, too. I mean, like, Chenzo Bull, I could go I could go the other way. Sure. Um, RBY Lugo, I could go the other way on that one also. So it also feels like... Damn, it could be nine one real quick. Who's the other Penn State one? That's true dead? too. That's true too. Yeah, that's a wait. Thing, are we? Are, are you? I guys, just... I think. Oh, Nick Lee, I picked DeSanto. Put take my pick back. I'm eight two Iowa. <laughs> I am an Iowa lover. <laughs> yes, that. my how the the tables have turned. So I, I understand what you're saying, but all the years where Penn State won, <laughs> mm-hmm. they were the favorite going in. So while yes, everything went in their favor, they were also the favorite. There's also there's also this is the first they've been the underdog. They they lost Big Tens multiple times. Yeah, they don't care about that. They do not I, care about Big Tens. That's not that's not true. Well, that, not true that they don't care about Big true. Tens. Okay. But they listen, care significantly hold less. On. They're, they're, well, they're but the point the point scoring is different. Yeah, I know that. I'm just saying they lost right? wrestling that contests. Is, yeah, but the point that their their highs are higher than anyone else's, so it doesn't matter if you had a 500 college wrestlers, their guy's still gonna be number one. But when you have 10 or 11 or 12 versus 33, the the difference is larger. I know that. I know that. I'm just I saying. I know you know. You're smart. They lost. They lost at Big Tens. It's happened before. It's not. Listen, the I want to give it context. The Penn State. <laughs> If I gave context, if Alan Gallagher didn't jump over, try to jump over Tony Nelson, they would have won right then. Uh, Oklahoma State would have beat them. If the Dardanes, if the Dardanes had been a fraction of the Dardanes, they would have won in 2014. So that's two years they they would. Think if just one of them would have placed. If one of them places, they win. Yeah, um, that's crazy. If if Miles Martin finishes both that double leg and doesn't get pinned, there's three. So it it's been in the balance before. One. Two, shoot, I forgot two. Go, Nomad. It, I, I I'll just back keep coming two. back to the same thing. It has been in the balance, but how many oh, times have they not been the favorite? I remember my two. Number two, any time they've tried to win, they've won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me, let me <laughs> hit you with some One year they didn't win, they <laughs> did not point. try to win. The one year they did not win, they had Nico Megalutis, Zane Rutherford, Jason Off, Bo Nickel, Nick Nevels, all on the bench. Mm-hmm. Let me let me hit you with some numbers right now. Hit, hit me hard. Uh-oh. All right, so... You mentioned Iowa could have some regression in terms of the ranking. Maybe Penn State jumps a little bit, right? Right now, if you project the team total based on ranking, Iowa is supposed to score 135.5. Mm-hmm. Penn State, 74. <laughs> Dang! So, I told you it was over. <laughs> the big, I mean, the biggest <sighs> issues there are at 97 where Rashid <laughs> is – going to be ranked like 10 or 11-ish. He's an All-American coming back, but he's going to probably follow somewhere around the Darmstadt range. This is what this is according to Andrew so, Spey, so the Hodge ranker. Trophy. So Trophy? Yeah, close to the Hodge Trophy. <laughs> but unfortunately this year, that's only going to score you three, like three points. Um, You're crazy! 
No, that's but that's that's where he's going to sit at the rankings coming in. So Rashid has a big opportunity to jump there, and then Nevels is going to come in, you know, not scoring many points either. So that's where that seventy-four number could definitely jump up. And also Brooks is and Aaron Brooks is not ranked. Or, yeah, he's ranked I think twenty-fourth, twenty-fifth. So he's supposed to score like 20, between zero and half a point. Let's see, so there's definitely room to grow. But one thirty-five point five to seventy-four feels like quite a margin. Hey, can you? I want you to crunch this number real quick. <laughs> Who's ranked number two at, at 197? Yeah, you're right. He's got a win. Name. He's got a win over Bruner by major decision. Rashid has a win over Bruner. He majored number two. We also don't know if Shakur's he lost healthy. to Darmstadt. Yeah, I know. Darmstadt's the goat. What do you want? But what is he ranked now? Darm. That's I. These aren't my rankings. This, I don't, yeah. This, right. this is ridiculous. Oh, you're gonna poo poo him. Yeah. You and Spay work on him together. No, no, not anymore. Move him up. Take, take your name off of him. He he puts my name on there. I don't put it on there. Wow. I'll help. Yeah. Wow. I'd put Dar- Darmstadt should be higher. No, the rankings yeah, are fine. Darmstadt Darm higher. <laughs> what is Shakur gonna be though? He's gonna be. 197. We all want him to be healthy, but we have no idea if he is. I know. I I think they just bring. They're bringing him. I think they know what they've got there, and they're not like, "Why am I going to send him out here against Lehigh? Let's let him go when when he's got to go." Do we have? It's coming off major knee surgery in March. Right. Okay. That was going to ask. Do you? So we think that knee surgery happened pretty quickly after NCAA's because he didn't wrestle freestyle, so it wouldn't really make sense to delay it much. I'm, I'm assuming. So that puts him at not we're nine months on. So yeah. this is about the time he should be coming back. Mm-hmm. So we'll have a good idea. His biggest test this weekend would be Lucas Davidson. Yeah. On Sunday, great preparation for Darmstadt lengthwise. Yeah, but not stylistically. I know. Just, okay. When, so, when when's the first time Shakur wrestles someone really high level? Uh, hang on. He'd hit uh, Warner January 31st, so that's the absolute oh, yeah. that's uh, big one. Sh- Schultz on the 24th, and then, nice. yeah, Warner on the 31st. Yeah. Nice. I would say would be the two. He's really not. He'll hit Colin Moore. 15th. What, February 15th. So yeah, the that's, about, that's about it. Yeah. So he's going to be like, he's going to have a really small record. He's going to have to steal a spot going into Big Tens, I'm sure. Jeez. But. 197, I think, has is pretty written. Well, well, it's good at every weight. But they have 197 has one, two, three, number. Mm, in all likelihood, he will not have to steal a spot. Really? You think he'll earn one? So if he wrestles in every duel, this is assuming a level, a level of health that we're not sure. But if he wrestles in every single duel, he'll have 10 matches. You need um, eight matches for win percentage, and you need five matches for coaches ranking. Okay. And you only need two out of three. Wow. Because like, he's not going to have an RPI, but you only need two out of three to get the qualifying <laughs> spot. So he shouldn't steal a spot. But, huh? again, okay. I hope Shakur is fully healthy and is kicking butt because I want this team race to be good. I'm just it's I, a little, it's yeah. a little I un- think unnerving to not know. I think everyone wants to write it off. I'm not, I'm not ready yet. I'm, I'm not ready yet. I, I don't think it's the right time to write it off, but it definitely is worth mentioning that if Penn State overcomes this deficit, it's – a massive feat. Yeah, it's like a. It's a. It's, They're never gonna lose again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I said that last year. When Nolf beat Hydley, I was like, they, they will never lose ever again. I the sun will set when Kale retires. Man. And damn. Then he'll hand it. And off to I his was son. like, hold my beer. Yeah. Watch I, this. I was gonna. <laughs> they got a squad. The, the thing is, people were bringing this up too. The next year. 
is the real the real tough one for Penn State. Yeah, because they lose Chenzo, Hall, Kassar, Kassar, which I know they just lost, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, that's gonna be painful. Hey, people are losing their minds on social media. Can Kassar get another year? Is that possible? Yes, he should not. Well, well another not, one. Yes, he's not going right, to take yes. it. He was granted two. Mm-hmm. Two, yes. Yeah. But could he get another one? So two more years? <laughs> yes. He said, we're entering the Tanner Hall zone minus the mission, which is rarely achieved. Uh, I don't – I think he has no interest in it. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would get another one. I think he would mm-hmm. – but he technically could wrestle next year. You guys want to know how old Tanner Hall is? How old? Oh, we know. 28. I took him on a recruiting trip at Arizona State. Oh my That's God. old he is. I haven't, I haven't been there since April of 2010. God Holy crap. Man. Were you there? Seriously. Uh, so, so you weren't there for the Robles Jenkins year? I was, yeah. I left right oh, after okay. that. Oh. Yeah, right. So that April, was 11. That was, that was, that was oh, I'm sorry. April of 11. April of 11. My bad. I right, got it. Year. So you said, okay, we'll take him to New Heights, and then I'm out. What was coaching Bubba was Jenkins right, like? Oh man, you know, him and uh, him and Brian Stift were really close. So okay. uh, he, you know, Brian Stift was really close with both Robles and Jenkins. So you know he handled that quite a bit, and he had great relationships with those guys. To hey, Stift from Virginia too, just like Bob. yeah, yeah. Hey Ben, absolutely. I have a question. So Casar, no, this is like I think it's a good one for Ben. Yeah. So Casar, multiple terrible, horrible shoulder injuries. Supposedly wants to go MMA route. Should probably not wrestle very much anymore. I think that's way better. That's what I'm yeah. asking. Way better, way yeah, better for him body wise, right? Well, I I just think on your shoulders too. Re- wrestling is like I think one of the hardest activities you can ever have on your shoulders. I mean, um, between getting half Nelson, getting barred, um, being stretched out on shots. I mean, like I can't even touch my own neck anymore on this side because my elbow, my elbow, my shoulder are so bad. Yeah, there's not very many harder activities on your shoulders than than wrestling. So Kasar. Get get going to fighting already. Be done with it. Do you think he'll be good? Absolutely, he'll be awesome. If he's if he's obviously if he stays healthy, he'll be awesome. Nice. Yeah, yeah, he's good gonna be him. fantastic. Thank what about Bo? You think Bo will be good too? Oh, Bo's gonna be so good. Are you really? Me? Oh yeah. So how so oh, yeah. how do you do? You just think good wrestler, good fighter. What what do you see in a in a wrestler um, that makes you like just immediately know they're gonna be good? Well. 205 is obviously a weaker division, which, you know, he, he could go 185 or 205. I guess uh, 85 is a tougher division. 205 is a little weaker. But he, so, number one, he's a fast learner. We've seen how, we've seen how much he's continued to prove at, at Penn State. Um, he's dynamic. I think one of the biggest things is when a, a guy who is a mainly defensive wrestler goes into MMA and they're not used to going to get takedowns and winning scrambles, that can be a, that can be a challenge. But, I mean, Bo is so dynamic. He has so many ways to take you down. And he's so comfortable in scrambles, so he's going to pick up the jiu-jitsu really fast. So he's just going to be all over people. If he figures out how to move his feet and close distance, oh, man, he's going to smash people. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Scuffle. Uh, scuffle. Actually, scuffle. break. Wait, breaking... what's this big news? Out of... Yeah, I want to see. I want to hear this. You're not going to like it. Uh-oh. You're, you're going to feel te- like it's too much an over-tease, but I, I'm standing by it. I think we're going to have a Joey Silva sighting. What? Come this on. This Friday at 133 pounds. 
You guys have been talking about him forever. He won't show up to a match. <laughs> I, listen, I never said he was going to wrestle a match all year. Until now. I think he's wrestling against Michigan State, 133. Okay. This is a guy with all wins. Right. Can it, he beat number 25, Garrett Peppel? Can he beat number Peppel? This is a great first test for, for Joey Silva. Um, he's got – listen, this is a guy who beat DeSanto multiple times. He's beaten RBY, beat Real Woods. Yeah. He's good. He's really good. So he where, goes, where is he, where has he been so far? Why has he been on there? School stuff. Oh, so he's got bad grades? Is that what we're saying? Some, I don't know. Something. It's just academics was, was all that was said basically by okay. Coach Borman. academics. So he got, yeah. he got bad grades. Yeah. Joey, I'd do be, your school work. Well, you don't even know what GPA I would have had at Michigan. It would be, be a scary scene. So. Yeah, not necessarily bad grades. Just, I mean. Well, probably that's what it means. Come on. Come on. <laughs> not good ones. He, I'm just saying. He I, got I, a 4.0 and have <laughs> issues. <laughs> Fair enough. He won't stop studying. It's a hard school. <laughs> All right. Yeah, very hard. Very hard school. He's a Michigan man. He's a Michigan man. He's going to figure I'll it out. I'll always respect that. Uh, <laughs> Kyle and I secretly wish we were Michigan men sometimes. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. It'd be pretty cool right? to say you're Michigan man. Yeah, that's really cool. It's just, just to be able to say that. I think that's the main reason. Yeah. Like the Michigan <laughs> coaches are like this, the, the classy guys. They're true Michigan men through and through. Anyway. Um, that's not big news. I'm so I'm so disappointed. I thought see? it was maybe someone was coming out he of was, a red shirt. or He some, was watching you – know, I don't before, know. before the show, he was watching just Joey Silva matches over and over. It was I'm like it was kidding. a Joey Silva highlight reel. I was getting pumped, man. You know, if you listen to the show, you know I'm a big Silva guy. You know that's big news to me. He had to go back three years to watch the matches. Three years? What co- What country can Patelio wrestle for? This got to be somewhere for him. <laughs> Come on. Come on. You know, he's got a, he's got the tan. He can fit in somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. tell me Miles Amin's got a country, Stevon Mitrick's got a country, and you can't find a country for my man Alec Pantaleo? Yeah, I found one. It's the United States of America. Rep the set. Get out of here. Red, white, and you blue. You ain't making the team. Well, no. That, that's true. Yes, accurate. Okay. But he has made teams before. He made junior world team. That's, that's not easily done. All right, Southern Scuffle time. We'll start at the smallest weight because that just makes sense to me. Um... <laughs> Nick Piccinini, the really the story. Hey, of this actually, one... can, can I can I comment here? Uh, Please Christian? comment. Yeah. Okay. This is you know I have done other podcasts, and one thing I know I do uh, frequently, we talk too much in the beginning. So by the time we get to like eighty four nights heavyweight, we're like, oh man, we have like seven minutes left. We go bam, bam, bam. So frequently we start at heavyweight first to even it up, right? So the heavyweights get some love sometimes too, and then sometimes the twenty five pounders only get a couple minutes. Well, in this case, the just, heavyweights just are Dalton Robertson and Gannon Grimmel. So I'm okay. Don't give me any time. <laughs> well, what's there to say? He was too small. Dalton Robertson beat Demetrius Thomas. No, shout out Dalton Robertson. He's shout really out. good on top. Yeah, and he like called his own shot in the semis against Demetrius Thomas and chose top, and then immediately turned him. Yes, and then he, rode him out whoa. and won the match. Nice. Um, he he's been impressive this year. Uh, and then I guess the other story of heavyweight is Brandon Metz. He kind of <laughs> – It's a big story. His offense is going to his own back and then rolling the guy through and pinning him. Oh, he's really good at it. He it's did like, it twice. It was unbelievable. When he did it once, we were like, oh, my gosh. Because we kind of always watch Brandon Metz matches just as a thing. And then he does it again in an even more improbable fashion. The one it was kind of like – 
the bounce off the back, and he just rolled him through, took the momentum. The other one, he was like literally <laughs> fighting off his back for a good thirty seconds. Yeah, and then he goes, woof, and he pins the guy. It's kind of it's kind of amazing, actually. So you guys need amazing. those guys, though, right? Like the just high entertainment for little to no reason other than okay, I just I gotta watch this guy. They're, they're the flow arena alerts guys. See, this is what this is what happens. We end up. Starting at heavyweight, and we got do a Brandon Metz deep dive. That's all talking right. about Pitch Latona. No, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll work our <laughs> way down. I don't care. 197. Adams, no Adams, Cole City, West Virginia, takes out Nathan Traxler in a, what I wrote as a weird one. with a, So was, weird. What was that? I, what? I this is Nathan Traxler for you. This is Nathan Traxler for you. He does some fantastic things. He looks great. And then you're like, what was that? The man grabbed on a half doll, so I'm yelling at a fifth grader if that happens. <laughs> I know. He like he like freaked out that he got taken down and just started rolling. The takedown was like crazy and weird. It's like, all right, just get away, <laughs> yeah. man. And then he rolled with a half and got pinned, pin slayed. Well, Adams turned him before that right. too. Right there that on the edge. That was weird too, though. But that oh, was yeah. that was a really weird situation also. Wait, I thought it was yeah, right from the scramble. Man, no, they went remember. out of bounds. They went over to the edge of the mat, yeah. and Adams just kind of like yeah. tilted oh, him yeah. up a little bit, and yep. then they came back to the middle, and that's when he did the roll. Yeah, whoopsies. So the roll didn't yeah. work, uh, and, and Traxler won a weird one over Beard. Beard came out, got the first. I think he got the first takedown. Maybe I'm uh, Traxler got the takedown, and then Beard yeah. got takedown and a uh, reversal and near fall. Yeah, and it was six two, and yep. Beard's looking good, and then Beard couldn't hang on. Adams ended or uh, Traxler ended up coming back. Looked 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 pretty good. Beard did get really tired. I thought. Um, yeah. <laughs> Traxler wrote him out after the takedown at thirty. Wrote him out the entire time. Sam Herring was like, so I try to be sort of like uh, a little diplomatic when guys are like sort of clearly tired and gassing. And <laughs> Sam just like, Beard's totally gassed right now. He's exhausted. He's done. <laughs> it's like it was kind of funny. Um, I was like, yeah, okay. Um, Gear lost a um beard. Beard. Wait, and, and Laird. Oh, and Laird. And Laird. Can yeah, you guys La- tell me who this e- Ethan Laird is? Because you, you know who he is. I don't. I don't. You love I, I Ethan need to be Laird. Informed. I need to be informed. I've never heard of the guy in my life. When I saw the name, like I've usually generally heard of a name, like oh, I remember that guy. He was from New Jersey or Pennsylvania. I saw him at Super Thirty Two. I've never heard of this dude in my life. All right, tell us. Someone tell us Ever. about Ethan Laird. For Ethan someone. Laird tri- trivia day, Does no, no one knows anything about him. Good. <laughs> I'm Google. I'm Google. He's, got, he's got wins this year over Gear, Beard, Carenti, uh, and then the loss to Adams. He was, I think, round of sixteen. Beard. And, he year? beat Beard, also. Yep. He goes a rider. Yes. That's he, in New Jersey. He has a sweet team pick. Yeah, we're well, wearing a look, looks like a wide receiver. Um, oh dang! Yeah, Waterford, nice. PA. Ryder University is in Lawrence Township, New Jersey. <laughs> he is General McLean's all-time career wins leader. It has a graduation rate of 63%. Okay, that's enough Ethan Laird trivia for All right. today. Tomorrow we'll have some more. That was 97, basically. 84 was... <laughs> you guys remember? Yeah. One of the funniest segments I ever listened to was when Willie said you every person on every roster in all of <laughs> he literally believed that. Segment. What? How could that even possible? He's like, I know. Oh, I'll know something about every single one. And we immediately like, all right, we were stumping him with the Oklahoma State guys. 
That was all time. Uh, uh, oh, my gosh. That was so funny. That was wow. funny. Um, so, all right, 84. Uh, Dupre smashes Bonacorsi. Smash burgers. I, I don't think it was that bad. I mean, okay, I realized what the score was, but there was the one – it was it was a essentially takedown to Turk for six points. Um and you know that was obviously six of the ten points. So in one within one sequence, you have majority of the points. I mean, I guess it's you know Bonacorsi didn't come close to scoring, but I also that was I, that I, was it for me. Bonacorsi gets in really? on everyone's legs, and he was never close to scoring. Guys, Louis Dupre what? is like twelve and zero against Bonacorsi. Never lost. This goes back to like their sophomore year of high school. I've never seen him beat him like that. But I'm saying they he just beats he. Never loses he beats to him. him every time. Every single time, it is just like the one guy Nino can't beat. Well, I mean, there's probably well, other guys yeah. too. But like that is a major, major, major hurdle for Nino. Right, uh, and then Dupre beats uh, Hydley, taking him out, uh, gets the only takedown of the match. And yeah, I'm not. That, that one's gonna be close every time because both of those time. guys are so good, so good positionally, and they just don't give too many openings. And neither one are. They're both really solid offensively, but not really dynamic. So that's going to be like a three-two-two-one-four-three match. Like I feel like every single time they wrestle. That's how I expected the duel to go. Wasn't yeah, that what like the duel that was? final? It was two-one in tiebreakers. Correct. And yeah, Hadley yeah. got the ride yeah. out. I, I the way I like pictured the match going when they wrestled in the duel the first time was how the scuffle final went. So, hey, you know what else is my favorite? I so I've, I've been listening to this show for 441 episodes, and now I get to tell you guys what all my favorite segments are. Yeah, the other one of my other favorite segments is when Nomad like visualizes exactly how the match is going to go. Yeah, that's so fantastic. <laughs> when you walk us through minute by minute of the match, I love that Nomad. Yeah, we need to bring that for a next big match tomorrow. We'll have visualization with Nomad and Chimizo Dake. Chimizo Dake. Oh, you gotta dude. do it. Mm. Oh. Okay, cool. Start. He's already thinking. Close, close your eyes. <laughs> it, it has to be people that you've watched a whole bunch, you mm-hmm. know? You can't Sh- like, yeah, yeah, so that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, great. All Sweet. right, visualization is real. So that was 84, good weight. Lou Dupre makes his mark. 174, not the toughest weight, but a lot of guys in there. And Carter Storaki, basically untouched throughout. He looks yeah. really, really good. Like he's going to. Really good. Come in and contend next year. And there's not. Yeah. Uh, Joe Smith. What? Oh, he's terrible. He's terrible. He's terrible. I'm sorry. He's done. You're going to get us killed, man. Good Lord. I love John Smith. He's my favorite wrestler. But Joe, Joe's just not very good. Well, he's, he's good, done. but he's not as good as he was. I didn't see Correct. that coming to LDLR. Headgear. <clears throat> Because Joe looked what? pretty good his first match. Lorenzo De La Riva, a.k.a. LDLR. Oh, LD, I'm like, who are you guys talking about? I was making sure I got the second L in there. Because yeah. sometimes I just say LDR. Um, uh, I didn't see that coming because Joe looked pretty, I thought, pretty good his first match. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is Joe Smith. And then that happened. And I was like, oh, boy. Not and, they, and they defaulted out, too. didn't do any, any of the wrestlebacks. So that's not. Yeah. that's a good sign that you don't really want to be there. Uh, when that happens, generally. Yeah. So the uh, the other for me the other story. I mean, Soroki is the by far the biggest story of this bracket. I think he's going to be really really good. I, I second that. Um, 
I've been following Chris Foca. We talked about this yesterday. You guys kind of rolled your eyes at me. Hey, he beats Joe Grell. He has some good wins on the backside. But he got a tech fall by my, my man, Neil Richards. Hey, you, man. <laughs> you didn't know didn't, Neil Richards? I didn't know him. I didn't know him part of the scuffle. You're right. <laughs> he got tech fall. I got some dumps. Yeah. So Foca so- is going to be an integral part of the Cornell lineup in the next couple of years, I feel Cornell like. is going to be scary next year and the year after that. They're they're yes. gonna contend for a title next year and the year after that. Foca's gonna be good. I think, uh, man, he doesn't look all that big at seventy four. He's not like super filled out. Right. He's not on like the, the. They need to get him on the Lewis Lunas train or the Dake train. Get him yep. in there, pumping some serious iron. Uh, but yeah, he's he's gonna be good. I think I think Neil Richards. I said this yesterday. Like I think he's one of those dudes. Like has that freaky strength and like probably just like mm-hmm. shocked Foca a little bit. And then before you know it. The ball's rolling and it's over. Yeah. It's interesting you said yeah. the thing about him not being super filled out because he was like 82 in high school, but he w- he never really cut a lot of weight. And then Richards like started his career at 57. Yeah, and looks huge, huge right? So yeah. I don't know. Just Neil kind of came up, and, and I do agree with Foca. That Shenandoah but, Valley cooking. <laughs> but like to to Ben's <laughs> point, man, like Foca. First of all, Foca will take a weird loss like this every once in a while. Um, mm-hmm. But second of all, to Ben's point about him being really good, like. That's a guy that puts himself in so many wrestling positions that, like, his memory yeah. of, okay, I need to do this next time, I need to do that next time, like, that's why he can potentially make big jumps to be, like, a legit point scorer for Cornell and NCAAs. He's going to be good. Yeah. yeah. For sure. But and they, they've had success with that kind of a style of guy, too. And also all styles at Cornell. <laughs> so. Shout out to VMI. They have two top 25 guys right now. Let's that's go. awesome. Absolutely. Let's go Keydets. Chris Beck uh, is 25th at 285, too, so that's really cool. That's awesome. Wish I was still in Virginia sometimes. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, Staraki's really good, and they're going to have good symmetry at 174 for the next four years there. I wish they could plug Staraki in somewhere else. Like, I wish they symmetry? could put him down and say, what did I say? Or maybe a trade. Synergy. Uh, <laughs> I said, did I say symmetry? Yeah, yeah. he he's very the, he has a very it, symmetrical face, but I I don't know what that has to do with wrestling. It's important. <laughs> it's more important than you realize. And I thought you were going like the clean break, like calls the seniors. Taraki comes in. That's synergy. Yeah. So why well, I, I said sometimes I say the wrong words. I'm like Polly Walnuts. He gets pretty clo- <laughs> <laughs> he gets pretty close. Taraki also won where and sometimes you see this right where like. Had that big Fargo, and we're like, whoa, this kid's super-duper talented. Then got a little too big and wasn't quite the same guy, like 82, and then like he, he was at a higher um, Akron weight and now kind of back down at his right weight. So I think that was what like maybe threw us off the scent a little bit for him later in his high school career. What I was so impressed with was his finishing ability. He was like going one, two, three, four attempts on the same attack to before mm-hmm. he would finally like end up doubling off or getting the finish like – it, I just think he's really, really developed right now. And that's, like, one of the things Penn State does best, right, is, like, get their guys to just attack like crazy. Just always have you yeah. on your heels. Yeah. And, and it feels like he's good everywhere, too. It feels like he's already good on top. He's already good on bottom. And that's, you know, obviously when a kid comes from high school, that's, generally speaking, bottom is one of the biggest issues. And sometimes guys can't ride. And he looks like he's good everywhere already. Like, if he was at 57 or 49, I'd or say 25. Penn State or t- or twenty five. Shrink that man. <laughs> Put a leg off. Yeah, I'd plug him in for sure. For, for sure, for sure. Sixty five. Griffith two one over schedule on a stall call. Two stall calls in four seconds. I guess it's impressive. It's impressive. 
It's tough to stall that intensely. <laughs> but what happened was he got hit for stalling for inactivity and then kind of backed out of bounds, and then there you go. Uh, and that was that was kind of it. I mean, Griffith's, Griffith's really good, um, but was, didn't oh, really man. blow away schedule. I just watched the stall call on the clip on my computer, and that's one of those that I, I always hated the edge point, but now I'm like coming around to the stall call on edge words. Skidgle's hustling. He is hustling, and Griffith forces him out of bounds. Yeah, that should not be a stall call. I and I said that all. on the broadcast because, the, and this is why this rule is actually bad, Ben. Because they say, you're, actually, "Well, that guy's supposed to let him back in." And by definition, Shane Griffith did not let him back in. And if that's what the rule not. says, then you need to call by the rule. But sometimes they'll say that's stalling on the guy backing out, and sometimes they'll stay. Yeah. And they cannot get on the same page in this, which is why you need to take the rule. Ball it up real tight and light it on fire. It has yeah. to go. Hey, you know, you know what you could do though, um, with the with the push out thing in, in college up. wrestling, is you could do it. So, if you know, you have to be all the way out of the cylinder. You know what I'm saying? Like, your body has to be all the way out of the circle, not just like one foot step or anything. Like, because college wrestling, I think one of the cool things is you can keep wrestling. If anything is in balance, you're good to keep wrestling. And I think we can keep that rule. You just got to be all the way out to get the point. So you got to get both feet out for the step out. Correct, yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. It should be the rule. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. So that was 57, basically. 65, highly just on another level for these guys. Uh, 57. (laughs) What did I say? 65. You went backwards. You went backwards. (laughs) If you or someone in was having a stroke. Jeez, sorry guys. Um, yeah, so Hiley looks great. Uh, takes out Delavecchia, who's like really tricky dude for Ryder, but Hiley, mm-hmm. Hiley's untrickable. You just got to beat him straight up. Too solid. Too solid. Yeah, I agree. Not not much of a challenge for uh, Hayden Hidley in this bracket, and I really, unfortunately, there's no other good stories in this bracket. Some, I mean, for me, I actually felt like. The story of the scuffle altogether was the freshmen and the redshirts kind of coming out party for a lot of these guys. Um, and it was fun watching some of them make that transition. And this is one of those weight classes where there wasn't really any, any of those good stories. Even at 65, I know you guys didn't want to talk about but I was interested. Joe Lee got a big win over Connor Flynn. I thought that was kind of an interesting storyline of how he did. Um, and obviously Shane Griffith is also a freshman. He had, man, he's really, really, really good. Sorry yeah. to stop him when we keep going. No, you're good. Joe Lee's going to be tough. Delavecchia has been having a really solid season. Split with Monday makes the scuffle finals here. So, um, talking about when we were talking about fifty-seven yesterday, like that's one of those guys that he he can get on the podium here. So, cool to see him kind of like not just be like, okay, you got the win over Monday, but kind of continue to do really well this year. I also thought Wyatt Sheets at least had a, a pretty good day. He came into the tournament unseated, mm-hmm. um, ran to the semis, ended up third. He beat three NCAA qualifiers. Uh, so. That's good, and I think a little bit better results than they've seen out of him. And, you know, it was a little bit of a tough performance for Oklahoma State, so to see a bright spot at 57 was good. But he still doesn't seem like a, a real point scorer right now for them, but at least he seems like he's making improvements. That was, nice. that was a nice thing for you to say about Oklahoma State. and I might yeah. get assassinated twice in one day by, by Joe, John Smith, but Oklahoma State, they might be out of top 10 this year. They're not very good. They're yeah. not very good at all. It's, it's unfortunate. It's going to be tough. Um, <laughs> maybe we can talk about them more in a little bit. Um, 149, that is the weight. Jaden Abbas takes out Andrew Alira's crazy final scramble there. Stanford balling out of control right now. They're doing great. Yes. I thought I thought Alira's would win this weight. I really do think Abbas is good. 
Uh, I thought Abbas took the match to where it was beneficial to him, and he capitalized on his opportunity. And uh, was that in overtime or the third? It was late. Third, third period. So I, I'm impressed with him. Alira's still yet to notch that real a ranked win. I think we all think he's probably a top 10-ish type of guy. But yeah, it's tough because he missed some time and then came back. And then when he came back, it wasn't the the field. So he he's going to be one that is going to have to get it done at Big 12s probably to get his seed. I think this weekend we get Boo on Boo. Boo on Boo crime. Boo Luan versus Hopefully Boo Hopefully. Oh, there we go. Because nice. it sounded like the getting... boo thing was a skin thing. It's not yep. like an injury. That is so frustrating. Hey, guys, what is with the skin it. thing? Yeah. There's been like four of them this year. I i don't recall in the last decade hearing about any of them besides this year. Yeah, I really – it's its bizarre to me because I felt like you you would – Well, it was it – was, There would be guys um, that get we, held out, you know, from yeah. time to time. It's like, oh, they're holding them out. And like, oh, yeah, he has a skin thing. But they're never putting guys on the scale or whatever with skin stuff. Right, yes. they're not trying to get past skin check. Right. But it was Oklahoma, Oklahoma State Lehigh happened, and then it was Oklahoma State. Who was who is uh, who was the next weekend? Oklahoma State, someone else. Someone got kicked out of the lineup. I'll be out here. Damn, uh, I gotta bring up Oklahoma State's schedule. No, I remember. Um, Are we talking about Lehigh? It was, a, it was the weekend after right Lehigh after that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Woodcraft yes. got. They wouldn't let Woodcraft wrestle at Lehigh, and then. I'm Googling it right now. Oh, Hold it on. was uh, it Princeton. Was Princeton, yeah. Princeton. It was Princeton. Yes, Princeton. Their 65-pounder couldn't wrestle. Princeton 65? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and it's, it's like two times. I mean, so this is obviously a third time in one year. Like, I don't ever, ever, ever <laughs> recall this happening and affecting dual meet results and stuff. It's really weird. Yeah, no doubt. Should, should Stanford – I guess not. Should they pull him? Yeah, I mean, no. Vandermeer is – good but it seems like they have a better option i don't know i mean i guess it depends on what the plan is for them right i think he i think you roll it this year because you're gonna have three years of those guys all together yes. woods griffith yep. and sure um so you don't need four i and, guess and like abbas were you the one that brought it up like handed alirius is only high school loss too yeah yep. yes and yeah i don't know we we always thought he was going to be a really good folk style prospect so I like him a lot. I, man, his his progression is scary good. He started out the year four losses, kind of looked so-so. Seemed like okay, yeah, he's definitely true freshman. We'll see how he does. And then and then he won Reno, had a couple decent wins there, and then he looked really good here at Scuffle. To the point about the four losses, same thing what I brought the up with Assad yesterday. Where like did he you got know, teched is, by Legend Lamer? He did. Yes. Is did Abbas peak what? for Scuffle because it's his maybe going to be his final competition of the year, knowing that Vandermeer is going to go the rest of the way. I, it's a good question. At, in the interview afterwards, you could tell he really did put a lot of importance on this mm-hmm. and very tactical in his approach to the Lirez match in particular. But, um, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know about the peaking physically, but I definitely think this was the event he had circled in his mind. This is the one where I need to show out and make my money. You know? I and think he, he can that. still physically mature a lot too. Yeah. Like I don't think mm-hmm. he looks like a yeah. full-on D1, like, body yet right yeah but steven abbas is 40 and he kind of looks like a baby face still yeah so maybe this is what he's going to look like he's just gonna be a killer so at 141 keep the stanford thing rolling woods dominates Caden g feller g took out kyle shoop in the semi by pin real woods i mean i think we we know he's probably a top five-ish potential guy in a really tough weight class he's really really dang good oh that's yeah between him and pletcher 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I thought Real Woods looked great. I think he's another guy who's good in every position, can kind of wrestle everywhere. Um, for me, the other thing here is that Tariq Wilson just still hasn't oh, been able man. to find his rhythm. Um, he loses around 16, loses in the wrestlebacks. Um, and, and for whatever reason, he can't find that rhythm that he found at, at NCAAs a couple years back. It, it could be said his true rhythm is what he has been every tournament outside yeah. of NCAAs. And yeah. that is, that's kind of where I'm at with it at this point. Because I, you know, obviously I said he was going to be number one after <laughs> after Vegas. It was a Tuesday headline, so you get a little wild. But that just kind of shows how <laughs> I viewed Tariq. And uh, that did not so much happen. Yeah. And that uh, definitely didn't happen here. But he's in the right place to be optimized by March. So mm-hmm. he'll have his he'll have his say yet. Then at 33, Sammy Alvarez, Sammy the baby bull, we'll call him, I guess, <laughs> takes out Mickey Phillippe and Cam Sakura. We're going to have him versus Decatur. I don't know. I feel like we talked about this yesterday. Did we or did we not? We did not. I don't know. No, think. we did not. Did not. Okay. So Alvarez, oh, what we did talk about was Alvarez, Mickey. Yeah, Al- we kind of Al- talked about that position. Alvarez chased him yeah. all over the first two periods, got the takedown. And then in the third period, when Mickey had to score, he started getting super aggressive, and then the stall calls started flowing, and that irritated me. And then Sammy got the takedown to ice it, which I was thoroughly impressed with. So I thought he looked yep. great there. And I like that he won two matches in two very different ways. He won two big matches very differently. He went and got it against Mickey, and against Sakura, he won with his counters, right? He showed really mm-hmm. strong leg defense, really good scrambling. So I think for a true freshman to be able to – one show he showed competence on the mat against two really good top off wrestlers. Bottom. Mickey and Cam Sakura are as as challenging a top wrestler you'll find outside of maybe Seth Gross at this weight class, and he passed both those tests from underneath. So I was really impressed by Alvarez's tournament. Yeah, I, I agree. Alvarez is a real deal for Rutgers. They got a couple of really good freshmen, um, but then you know for me it's like I look at that top four: Gross, DeSanto, Rivera, Bravo, Young. All Big Ten guys, all guys you have to see. It's like when I think about those matchups, man, he, he's going to have a hard time breaking into that next echelon of guys um, moving forward this year. Kudos to the Rucker staff for, or maybe it was Alvarez, I don't know who made the decision, but going neutral in the third, like we've talked mm-hmm. about that before where it shouldn't be auto bottom. And I get the, yes. the like development thing throughout the year, but there should be some matches where you circle and go, this is a seeding this is a match that could impact seeding in NCAAs. Like, yep. This is one where let's not just go auto bottom. Let's try and win this so that Alvarez, who, as you mentioned, is going to go through a tough Big Ten and not going to have a good relatively conference placement to go and win a match so we can try to get seed over this guy at, at NCAAs. Yeah. When you're talking I, about the I Sakura also hate match, auto bottom. Terrible. Yeah. terrible. You're talking about the Sakura match, but in the Philippi match, he did go bottom in the third and got out and then got a takedown. So, I mean, that's, you know... He had. To, I remember in that Philippi match, he had to get out in like twelve seconds to yeah. preserve riding time, and he did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Mickey's really. I mean, Mickey beat Dayton mm-hmm. last year. Mickey Mickey's really good. Pretty sure he beat yes. Gomez. I had a dream. I had a dream last night. I dream about wrestling sometimes. I think Gomez came back at thirty three this weekend. But where's he at? He's concussion stuff. Yeah. Still. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't think he's wow. wrestling this year. I think it's gonna be Todd Small. Todd not small. Um, wow. Wow. So that's 33. Sammy, man, I love, man. Think about these true freshmen. We're going to have Alvarez, Alvarez, Jordan Decatur, and Joey Silva added into the Big Ten mix at 133. What? Red, red shirt, but yeah. Well, I'm Silva. saying freshman. Yeah, yeah. Freshman. 
Jersey till the wheels fall off. Till the wheels fall off. But that, that second tier in the Big Ten is going to be extremely fun and exciting. Yep. While they can't probably break in that top four, those will be three fun guys. I have been compiling many a Joey, Joey Silva match to uh, count it. Whenever, whenever you're ready to start punching about that. We're 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 ready to go. We got stats lined up. What are we so. punching? You know how uh, you know how Bader's been doing those block parties. Maybe Christian Piles could host uh, a Joey Silva block party. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do a Joey Silva block party. It's high time. You know, we did one for you yesterday. The nat- the natural progression is Joey Silva uh, after Ben Askren. Listen, I like him. I like his style. I, like I think he's really good. And um, there's no stats you can throw against me that will that will impact my thoughts. I just think you. <laughs> You have a little higher opinion of him um, offensively than maybe what his results suggest. He took down Spencer Lee, Austin DeSanto, and Roman Bravo Young. Yes, he did. With with leg attacks. Yes, he did. Okay. But as far as like tremendously offensive dynamo, the, the results that Those he posted in high school. Those words never left my mouth. The results he posted in high school is he likes to win 3-2, 4-3, 5-3, those type of matches. It'd be which like is great. That. He win, Go win them. Like, don't matter to me. But I don't think he is... Offensive dynamo, you've made him out to. I've never, no, I just said, don't put words in my mouth. Never, the words offensive dynamo never left these lips. 125, listen, pitch kind of, kind of, I'll say there were no, I'll say this, there were no takedowns in that match at any point in time. Pitch never took down Latona, Latona never took down pitch. And yeah, I'm the, referee didn't, the referee didn't agree with you. Yes, but you know who did? You know who did? Who? Mike, I was sitting up on press row with Mike Haggerty and J.R. Johnson. They're like, these are not takedowns, any of them. Yeah, because it's, there's reaction time. It exists. Everyone mm-hmm. thinks it does. At no point. And the crazy thing is, the Latona takedown against pitch and the second pitch takedown are the identical situation with a really shallow wizard, and you kind of grab the far ankle for a little bit, but you don't really have it. You don't really ever pull uh, it. He was. I thought he was up on the like butt, high thigh up with the other hand, right here, like ankle butt. Who? Yeah, see me. Yeah, I can uh, see pitch you. was pitch pitch was in the first. You know, he's like I'm, I'm gonna try to scoop back so I get more. But he's here, and then he's all the way up like on the butt cheek hip over here with this hand, which I, I would agree not not a takedown. Not a takedown. Not a takedown. So, yeah. but more than anything, you, you watched we watched the rest of the tournament, and pitch really didn't have another good match or another close no. match of any sort. So to me, I just say okay. D- Dom Latona is going to be real, real Same. good. Dang it. <laughs> Not your best day. Dom's <laughs> brother. Well, I still – listen, uh, I still think Dom's going to have his day. <laughs> but definitely Sam. <laughs> Sam's going to be really good. I'm going to do that all year. Kind of to go off topic here for a second, Ohio State just put out probables for their duel with Rutgers Ooh. on Friday. They have Rocky Jordan as the only wrestler listed at 184. Ooh. Wow. Okay. 80 – yeah. 84. Wow. 84. Okay. But he's been at 74. Mm-hmm. I, I heard multiple times over the summer that he was big, and they were thinking about making him go 84. Not making him, but the the, the plan was for him to go 84. You sure you don't mean Micah? No. <laughs> Gavin's cutting way too much weight for 184 anyways. You think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think there's any other – there's no other explanation for when you look at his results from last year and then you look at his results from this year and you think – Hey, what could have changed here? Well, the only thing that changed was the weight class. Uh, if you look at it, he had really solid results last year. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up. He was at 184 game. last year. Are you sure? Positive. Am I am I oh my goodness. Well, I just blew it. Alright, see <laughs> now there's one in one in your column now. The one that sticks out okay, is so, close match with Parker. 
Yeah. He had a close match with Parker. He was fine last year. I don't think – I don't look at him and be like, this guy's too big for 184. I, I don't I, – I think I think it's – he's more effective at 97 because I think athletically he matches up better with those guys than he does yeah. at 84. I think that's the issue. My guess. He beat yeah. Joel Shapiro. I, I, Kent Marriott, Kent Jack Jessen Marriott. last year. Yeah, yeah he had some good. good wins. Yeah. See, he tried to separate his head from his neck. He did. When that was, he was, that was his cranking plan. on that cradle, that was mean. Yeah, that was kind of that, mm-hmm. was a, that was some bullying. Okay, so that was pitched Latona, Sam Latona. There you go. Which I've always called him. He's gonna be good. He's gonna be really good. I wonder how long he can make twenty five. He is a giant person. Very tall, very skinny. Um, kind of always had that. When's the last time you stood frame. next to him? Uh, when we were in down the summer, there, yeah, down yeah. in the summer. Final That's X. right. You interviewed him. You stood next to him. You interviewed him. And they have uh, Ventresca coming in. They have they have good problems at lightweight mm-hmm. because Prada. I don't know why they bother recruiting those guys. <laughs> I, Prada, think, I can't believe Tony Roby hasn't said, "You know what? Forty-one up." Hey, they're doing better in Pennsylvania. <laughs> they're just right gonna grow. <laughs> yeah, they're just gonna grow. Uh, they got Prada right now. He is he still got eligibility left. Latona's true freshman. You got Ventresca coming in. Girardi right now at thirty three. Girardi is yep. redshirt freshman. So I is Corbin like Myers coming back? Spots. I don't I don't know. Come on, you're a tech you're a hokey insider. I haven't heard anything about Corbin since the beginning of the year and it sounded like it was a pretty serious thing. Okay. We'll do a little yeah. hokey pokey. Ask okay. ask uh we won't, we won't don't reveal you, my source. Don't reveal your source of your <laughs> definitely high, not obvious. Definitely not your high school teammate, Jared Hot. It would not be him. That's where they would assume. Okay, let's get to um, man. I really want to talk about Arizona State Ohio State duel. That was so fun. I feel like if we don't talk about it now, we won't talk about it ever. So it was on FS1 though, so only like forty-seven people watched it. That's ex- that's the exact number, and twelve of them work at Flow. So <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome, FS1. We're happy to give you that bump. Couple, just I'll give you my thoughts. Heinzelman, I think he's too small. I think thirty-three. Decatur, he gutted it out, um, and I, I give him credit for because I was like, Kramer's good. He's beating some solid guys this year, and mm-hmm. he had to, he had to score late, and he did. Um, I- I mean, one of the things I don't know. No man's laughing about it, but it's probably your note you put uh, in there. Are they the three me? pairs? Oh, because you put too big, too small. Too. I said put too small, too tired, too good. <laughs> yeah, I put funny stuff in in the document that I never actually read on the show, just to like make uh, you that guys was good. laugh. Okay, um, but Decatur, Decatur. My question with him was always he always had the gas tank issues. Mm-hmm. If you remember at Fargo and other big matches, it's like. I mean, if you have gas tank issues in, in a six-minute freestyle match, that's only going to be exacerbated in a seven-minute college folk style match. Um, and so for me, that's going to be interesting to see how he holds up. Like, can you imagine him versus Austin DeSanto? How is that man going to hold up? We've been talking about I mean, that. Yeah. We think uh, Decatur will score, like, the first two takedowns, and then DeSanto will score, like, 20 points. I said uh, – so the question, yeah. I, the question I put I in agree. our Slack was, what lead would Jordan Decatur have to have after one – for you to feel comfortable oh, that he would win the match. <laughs> like were, eight points? Eight yeah. points maybe? Fifteen points. Fifteen, <laughs> says David Bray. He thinks he's running him down with fifteen. He could be right. That's what wow. you need. Um, I, I think wow. it's a pretty big – I think Decatur's going to be pretty dang good eventually, but he's a true freshman. 
And it'd be nice. And one thing you mentioned, seven minutes folk style. The one I do think you can get more tired in that, but just because it is longer. However, yeah. if you have top ability, that can really neutralize sure, some yeah, of that, yeah. in my opinion. But Unless Decatur you're doesn't, Thomas Gilman. Right, right. <laughs> some guys are proficient at gassing people from bottom, i.e. Thomas Gilman. I don't, but Decatur doesn't have that top game, so I think that he's going to be having a lot of time on his feet. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think he's good. Sasso had the major and then just had a lapse in judgment. He attacked that whole time. That He was a prime example of they just forget regular stalling, real stalling. I love and that. You hear Jaggers the whole time the, saying it. I like that he said regular stalling. Yeah. Don't forget about regular stalling. Yeah. He kept saying that. And he's right. It, it was it was regular yes. stalling was happening. Jacory doesn't shoot enough. I think he's so good. But when he had to score, he just blew through him on a double and almost did it again. And that's kind of been the M.O. on him for since he was a freshman in high school. Ever. Yep. Five-timer ever. If Ethan Smith could consistently finish 50% of his leg attacks, just 50% against good competition, I think he would like be a top-five guy. He gets in on everyone, and he just cannot solve that last 20% of the finish against good guys. Otherwise, I think he, you know, I think he'd be a, a lot better off. Do you think that's still an adjustment for him down to 65? No. Where he was in 84 last year, and like the energy well, level might not – or I'm sorry, 74 last year – like the energy level might not be there, and then with a with another year under his belt and kind of figuring out how to manage that load. No, or you I, think it's just like strictly technical, technical in my like opinion. things they got to work on the off season. I think I think it's just that. I just think it's it's hard for him. He's really he's really good. I think I think he'll come along there, but it's still the same thing. He was also a late developer in high school, so kind of maybe following a similar path in college. I, I yeah. I think so too. I think he's gonna be he's gonna be fine. He's good. He lost to Josh Shields, who is really good. But if you watch that match, you, you'll be like, man, he could definitely have won that match and didn't. Yeah. I pose a question here. Why don't they just tell Anthony it's a freestyle match when he goes out there and just deal with the locked hands penalties and he'll probably still be fine? Because this guy's qualified for the Olympic trials and he he lost pretty soundly to to Romero. Well, I, I guess what here's what I don't understand. It's not always like, hey, he's terrible on bottom. He gets turned a whole bunch, right? Mm-hmm. And why does he just do takedowns? He does. Ta- he takes the Zard out a whole bunch of times at the trials. He takes Tommy Gant down. He takes all these really, really high-level guys down. Why don't you just do takedowns? Then let him go. I don't understand what the issue is. I'm not entirely sure. I'm just sure. Just do takedowns. Just take him down. Let him up. Takedowns. Yeah. That's it. Know. I mean, he's got he's got a good double leg. He's got a good slide by. He's got a good single leg. What else is he good at? He's got a lot of good takedowns. He has a nice misdirect um, single, like right to left. Um, Yes. He he likes to jump over people sometimes. Um, (laughs) That's not not exactly good. He's got a lot of offense. He has a lot of – He has has a lateral drop. He's got a lot of stuff. I think it's the defense. So why is he so bad at folk style? I don't know. I mean, he's not bad. But, yeah, but relative – his results – Relative to his – Yeah. He beat exactly. Imar, Tyler Caldwell. He's beaten the Czar, Tommy Gant. We need to put his freestyle hit list together. It is out of control good. It's very yes, good. it's really good. B- better. Yeah, I, it's like comparable to Zahid's freestyle hit list. Zahid was in Final X. Yeah. All right. Zahid smashed Hoffman. He's, he, the, the note here, so Arizona State lost by one. 
Zahid was rolling for the Tekker pin, and in the third period, he rode like 30 seconds too long when the pin wasn't coming, and that was the difference. He ran out of time when he knew, he yeah. realized too late he had to play the takedown game. He also that was a pin in the first, the very fir- I think the very first cradle he was decked. Yeah, very possible, very possible. Norfleet has the goods for sure, but Colin seven minutes with him is, was a big ask for him. And Gary Traub is the hero we don't deserve. They were chaining Gary before, during, and after the match, even though he lost to Tanner Hall. I have a question. So in baseball, it only counts as a save if you come in and it's three runs or less. That was four. That was or, by four. Or if, because I looked this up. I looked it I up. I love you, Bracky. Or if the tying run is on the on-deck no, circle. Is in the on-deck oh. circle. So I think, uh-huh. it, I think it counts because... Hall could have majored, well, majored, tech, yeah. pinned, anything, yep. bonus point. I agree. That's a save. That's Gary Honor Vera gets a save. Yeah. Gary Honor Vera gets a save. Also, it. I just love that the fans are like, like it's just so it's so cool whenever there's a there's a guy who the fans clearly love and because Cavelli, Cavelli Center every time I've watched them. First of all, the mat's awesome. Oh Second gosh. of all, the, the the crowd is tremendous. It was insane watching on TV. It was just like the atmosphere was just coming through. I was like, this is a like one of the best atmospheres in in wrestling right now. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Trump is like the ninth or tenth best wrestler in Ohio State, and he's the fans love him by far the most. They've got all these, they got Sassley, all that. They Coach, go crazy for Gary Trump. Coach Ryan's literally calling him Gas Tank Gary. I love yeah. it. That is amazing. Gas Tank Gary. It, it even and it does feel like I like I personally like Gary on Rivera better as a nickname. However, the <laughs> Gas too. Tank Gary works works much better with the clap 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 clap. So, yeah. I, I love to, yeah. right after the dual meet ends, Logan Steber tweets, the Convelli Center was electric tonight. Wow. And then Gary quote tweets it, all caps, electric, three lightning bolts. <laughs> the man just lost, but he did his job. <laughs> he won on the dual meet, and he's okay with that. And, uh, man, I love oh, it. Man. Have you watched the, the Bill Belichick, Nick Saban thing on HBO? There's Is a Gary whole five-minute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need to watch featured. it. There's a whole five-minute thing on do your job. Yeah. Do your job, mm-hmm. Jerry, Gary Traub. Hey, speaking of the the other thing that you did not mention about that dual meet there is um, we had a Jaden sighting. Jaden sung the national anthem. What do you guys yeah. think? Do you think it looked like an 86 or looked like a 97? His vibrato says 86, but his melody says 97. So I did, wow. I just, it's tough. It's really tough. No, I don't know. He looked – I don't know. He looked not big for sure. He didn't look – yeah. Like he was 210 pounds, but What knows? if they're using the fisheye lens? Yeah, who knows the lens that they had on him? No one knows for sure. All right, let's get to some questions. Because uh, I wanted to talk oh, so about we're, I think we need to skip this, uh, the next thing, where the dual, dual results are whack. I think we need to skip that because that's going to – I think that one's going to take a while to duke it out. So I think yeah, we need to put for that sure. on the show. We can postpone that fight. Ben and I are on the same side, yeah. I think. I, don't get into it now. But I think Ben and I are on the same side. Don't, and we don't have, even start, Christian. Don't we, have too, we have too much. So let's go to question some friends, but we will table that. Mm-hmm. I'll throw you through a yes. table. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, Jake, I feel like at this point Seth Gross can choose to either win NCAs or make a serious run at trials, but not both. Is that reasonable? Mm, I kind of yeah. actually agree because I think for him for him to be effective at 57, he needs to be shrinking his body by NCAA time, which means he will not be optimized. He has to be at his best to win NCAs this year. That maybe wasn't true two years ago, but to beat 
Rivera, RBY, DeSanto, he's got to be at his best. And if he's in shrink mode, I think it's going to be problematic. So I actually yeah, agree with I, Jake, 3 3 eight, two, two. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, I could. I don't want to be inside Seth's head, but I'm thinking he obviously thinks he can do both, or he wouldn't be, you know, he wouldn't be doing this. So I think he's going to hedge and be, uh, you know, somewhere between the ideal weight for both both sizes, right? The ideal weight for 133 pounds is probably I don't know 137 to 140, and the ideal weight for 57 kilos is probably say 132 to 134, mm-hmm. maybe a couple pounds smaller. And so I bet I bet he ends up somewhere in between those two. And so he's obviously going to try to do both, and is that's a tough choice to make. But I think that's the one he's going to make because that's the one he's got to make because the Olympics ever only come every four years. Exactly. It's it's a little different because um, it's day of instead of day before. But yeah, Jaden kind of did it the last second, right? Remember we tweeted. I think I can make yeah. eighty six. Was it Flow Nationals? I, mm-hmm. I actually knew that uh, Coach Smith had told me in December, but he had told me not to uh, not to tell anyone. So they were they were kind of planning on that. Which ahead has of probably time, happened this year as well, too. Which is also happening right yeah. now, probably on the show. But he's not telling us. Yeah, you know though. What me? Yeah, you. Know. No, I don't know. You know. You I don't know. know. Right. But I, you, I know, I but know. you know. <laughs> totally get it, but you definitely know. <laughs> it's fine. Um, Thoughts on Bo, <laughs> speaking of weights, thoughts on Bo Nickel wrestling 97 kilograms when he weighed in several pounds under 92 against Cox. Why would he not go 86? This actually kind of goes back to something you were talking about, 185 or 205. I think Bo thinks he's a 205 MMA. Get big. I think he feels like if you're Bo Nickel, you really haven't lost to anyone outside of Jaden in a long time, and he's probably like, I'll just go. I'll beat Kyle Snyder. I think he, that's probably his mentality. Yeah, I, I I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I mean, the dude weighed in at what? It, it was eighty-seven point two. I, I don't recall what what eighty-seven point two. That's that is exactly like twenty-two pounds underweight for ninety-seven kg. Like that's absurd. It's completely absurd to do that. I, I know. I know you and David are best buddies, right? But the Olympics only comes one in four years, so they're not hey, best buddies. Why not? Because David didn't tell him he was hurt or what? Yeah, well, obviously. Well, then why is he? If 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 that burned a bridge, then why is he going down? I'm not saying it burned a bridge. I'm just saying. Well, then they're best buddies. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he's going 97. I don't think he's going 86 or 97 because of friendships. One, both guys. Listen, Christian, you got the opportunity to wrestle Pat Downey or Jane Cox to make a world team. Who you picking? Well, Pat Downey. And you're only 1.2 kilos overweight. You can take a crap and make that weight class. <laughs> That's <laughs> come on. Honestly, man. I I challenge that. But um, yeah, I know well, I know. You challenge what the 1.2 kilogram crap? Yeah, I've challenged the 1.2 kilograms. That is that is a long day at the office. Um, so I, no, I think I think he thought he thought David was coming back. He thought David was yeah. coming back. That's why he stayed 92. It's not because he wanted. I, th- I believe he would have gone down had he known that David wasn't coming sure. back. And he didn't find out David was coming back till after he trials. Therefore, yeah. Therefore, down. Therefore. Hey, friends, I apologize okay. to interrupt. Apologize for all the interruptions in the show. But um, our dear friends at Flow Grappling, who's number one, they start in 10 minutes in the studio. So, number one, oh, we should God. probably um, be, be nice to them and get out of here soon. And also, we may need to do some hard negotiations. If you oh. know what I mean. Well, we need Ben in studio then, because they all have like black <laughs> what, belts. What's there. happening? 
Uh, who's number one in the show for Float Grappling? They start in 10 minutes, and so we you may need to do some, some rejiggering of the uh, time slot uh, going forward. Yeah, this 815 nonsense. We can do a few more questions. We can do a few uh, more questions. Okay. I mean, we're still on a pretty long show. What are we at, like an hour and a half or something right now? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, I feel like we've been talking for a while. That's kind of been the norm the past few months, though. I know. Hour and a half long. No. All right, real quick, Vandal update. The Toilet Vandal, I believe <laughs> the Toilet Vandal was terminated because they – it's all quiet on the Western Front. And it um, has been since about, what, like Thanksgiving? Since McConaughey. No, something happened after that. Oh, shoot. Something happened while I was out on paternity leave. Okay. There was one incident, but there has been people. Post McConaughey. Uh, uh, since left the company that, that could have done it. Raleigh Stillings. Oh. Can I, go ahead, Ben. Oh, I see a question that I love so much. Ask it. Can we answer it? Okay. List this is a great question by Tanner. Uh, list the following in terms of likelihood to get covered in 2020. Fletcher, Moore, Nick Lee, uh, Mark Hall, Gable Stevenson, or Nick Piccinini? Hmm. I will first well, of all, Mark Hall already got carved. Mark yeah, Hall so already he, paid his carver tax. Can you pay the carver tax more than once? He should not have to. That would be unfair. That is unfair. He, should, yeah. he should not have to do that. He paid his debt. Yeah. He should get his tax return. He should get, he should oh, get a return. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pletcher versus Murin, I don't think so. I don't think so. Colin Moore versus Jacob Warner, I don't think so. I, ooh, more so up and down. I could see it happening. More is very yeah. up and down. I don't like a lot of these because of the matchups. Yeah. Like, Moore is vulnerable. But I don't know if Jacob Warner is the one to do it. But it's but you got to pick That's in the this whole list who is the most likely of these people. Got it. Yeah, I will. I will do I this. Think we, yeah. Uh, how about Stevenson? No way. No. No We're way. Not putting Impossible, that out there. Right? I'll say he loves those moments. I'll say most Mark likely. Hall. I'll say it's Pletcher. Well, I'll say it's Pletcher. No. Pletcher then more. Uh, yes. I'm gonna go call. So him we more. took. Pitch has been uh, there. He stormed back on Spencer yeah. in the third. Also, and Carver. Also, he's been pinned by him before. He has been pinned by him before. Yeah. I, t- I don't. Yeah, I'm I don't going Mark Hall. Carver. I, I Michael right. Kimmer, baby. You got Hall over or Kimmer over Hall. That's your. Well, I don't have it. I have it as the most likely. If I had most to put likely. betting odds on all of these options, I think that's the most. I think I don't think I think Muren's got less of a chance against Pletcher, Nick Lee. Um, I don't yeah. think Cassie would be a great shot against Stevenson. So I would go, I would go, if I had to do the list, I'm taking Pitchney out. I'd go Hall first, Cullen Moore second, um, then then Gable, and then probably uh, Nick Lee Pletcher. How you about? Yeah, uh, I kind of completely changed my mind. Also, with no. Hall, I think you're right. <laughs> I, I think like, it's Hall. I feel like getting Carvered is when you lose to a guy who is on rank yeah. or like there's like a eight, eight gap spot in the ranking as opposed to like two over one. Mm hmm. That that's sure. the only other thing yeah, with true. there. Like obviously Hall's favored, no question about that. Just I don't know if that counts as getting carved. Maybe it is Pletcher. Yeah, I keep going back and forth. I'm gonna say it's Pletcher. I'm gonna I'll change my mind after the show, but for right now, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. So question. is that it for us? Do we do we gotta go for the last one? This show? is an easy one to answer. Uh, Raleigh Stillings. Can anyone block a spot at last chance like they could at Senior Open? No. No more spot stealing, no more spot blocking Correct. Um, of any kind. So with that, uh, Caleb, thank you for your patience. Play us out. We are ready to go. Thank you guys so much for listening. 443 episodes of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. We'll be back tomorrow. 
Then we'll be back. This is the thing. This is what we do. Tuesday, Wednesdays, Thursdays at 8.15. It's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> We've been asking on our show. This is what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for I, tuning in. I got a teaser. Andrew Spay and I uh, might oh, be wow. doing something for you guys a little later. Big Roo. Uh-oh. And the Nomad. Big Roo? And, yeah. And, yeah, baby. And CP on the Joey Silva block party. Yeah. <laughs> block party. I'm going to start downloading them. Thanks so much, guys. Shout out Joey Silva. See you tomorrow. Thanks. Peace.